This is Archive Atlanta, episode 137, bonus mini, Orion Frazee. You're listening to Archive Atlanta, a history podcast where each week I'll be sharing a story about the people, places, and events that shape the history of the city of Atlanta. I'm your host, local tour guide, and total history nerd, Victoria Lamos. Hey everyone, happy Friday. I'm going to give you some real talk here. I had a whole episode about cocaine. It was really fascinating. I recorded it on my lunch break, and then I came home and the audio was not right. And I am leaving on vacation tomorrow. I had friends over. I haven't packed my suitcase yet. Um, I have my daughter trying to make dinner, trying to get everybody to bed. And then I thought to myself, no, you know what? I'm going to go re-record this episode because I want it to sound better. And I go downstairs to the basement, turn on the recorder, and the batteries die. And there's not one AA battery in the house. So I think the universe is preparing me for going on vacation. It's trying to make sure I really needed this break. But two, it's just not happening. So so I decided to take a mini episode out of the Patreon page. I did this uh, a month or two ago for my subscribers there. It's a really fun short story about Orion Frazee who created Death Masks in Atlanta. So enjoy this. If you want more episodes like this, make sure to go to the patreon.com forward slash archive Atlanta link. There's a link in the show notes. Um, I do small episodes like this about random people or random events um, as often as I can. And I will be back next week with the episode on cocaine. Hey there, patrons. As it goes with every mini episode topic, I was looking up something completely unrelated when I saw the words death mask. And this rabbit hole took me to the story of sculptor Orion Frazee. While his time in Atlanta was short by most standards, his name lives on through sculptural busts of famous men, including former president of the Confederacy, Jefferson Davis. Before we talk about Frazee, let me give you a brief explanation of death masks. The Egyptians and the Greeks placed sculpted masks on the faces of their deceased, and the mask followed the person into burial. The Romans created wax masks that were often used to create stone busts. And then the Middle Ages is when this practice really took off. And the term death mask is a little bit of a misnomer because in this time, they were no longer being buried with the dead. They were instead used to create replicas of their likeness. So many, many names from history have had death masks made. Beethoven, Napoleon, Voltaire, um, there was death masks of infamous criminals like Sacco and Vanzetti, John Dillinger, and Babyface Nelson. And the latter, um, the death mask of criminals, it was tied to this new practice of phrenology, which I actually talked about briefly in the Federal Penitentiary episode. Orion Frazee was born in 1843 in New Jersey, one of 20 children to John Frazee, and his second wife, whose name I do not have. Don't worry, she didn't have all 20. His first wife had 10. As Southerners say, bless her heart. John Frazee was a very prominent sculptor and considered the first person to execute a marble bust from his own model. He did the work for Daniel Webster, the Adamses, the Jays. These are all very prominent political New York families. He was also the founder of the National Academy of Design. So it's no surprise that Orion was determined to follow in his father's footsteps. He studied under Launt Thompson, who was a famous Irish-born sculptor living in New York City, and Frazee opened a small studio there. In 1866, there was a record of Orion creating a bas-relief of Andrew Johnson, 
who his father had honored in a statue placed in New Orleans. And the big thing about that was that that sculpture is apparently the only one that Johnson sat for. Orion was doing well in New York City until he became dyspectic. I'm totally saying that wrong. Let me just express my love and hate for historical names of diseases and illnesses because sometimes they're so funny and then sometimes it takes so much effort to figure out what they were talking about. Apparently, dyspeptic dyspeptic means having indigestion or consequent irritability or depression. And his doctors tell him, you got to get some pressure and exercise. So he decides to live what I guess at that time is called a camping out life. He packs up his stuff, he packs up his studio, and he boards a steamer to Troy, New York. In 1873, he would wind up traveling through 16 states, even spending a year living among the Seneca tribe. And he finishes this to a trip to New Jersey, where he planned to take up farming. The problem is, this area at that time was struggling with malaria. So instead, he heads to Atlanta, arriving in 1885. In that first year of residence, he's commissioned for the death mask of Robert Toombs. Toombs was a lawyer, plantation owner, and slaveholder, and organizer of the Confederacy. When he died in December of 1885, it was his family members that contacted Frazee to create the death mask so that future busts could be made of his likeness. In 1866, his health began to falter again, and he spent some time in Dawson, where his sister lived, to recuperate in, you know, in the fresh air. Aside from his art, Orion was very active in Atlanta's clubs and organizations. In 1887, he was listed as doing a clay demonstration for the YMCA, and in 1888, he served on the executive committee of the Atlanta Camera Club. Also wrote for The American, which was a city literary publication. Around the same time, he was commissioned for the death masks of Judge Locrane, C.D. Horn, and Harry Jackson. By 1889, Frazee's studio and apartment were above the Chamberlain and Johnson building, which was on Whitehall Street downtown. Now, throughout the studio, there was his previous work, as well as the recent death mask of Louise Inman, recently deceased daughter of Hugh Inman. This was created from photos, so not in person. Um, But in that same year, Jefferson Davis died in New Orleans. And from what I read... It was really Henry Grady's influence that got Orion this job, so to speak. While his work was well-known, Frazee was a born Northerner, and so Southerners were not thrilled that he would be taking the death mask mold of arguably the most famous Southern Confederate. And so Grady sends word to New Orleans, and he actually sends Orion with a representative to travel to the city. And when he gets there, he works on the body of Davis until 4 a.m., taking a successful cast of his face, but apparently failed at taking a good cast of his hand and foot because both had shrunken. It seems ironic that the next year, 1890, Henry Grady died and Frazee was commissioned for his death mask. In the two years following, he was able to produce small busts of the New South leader, which were ordered by organizations like the Capital City Club, but also the artist sold them out of his studio for $2.50 a piece. He would also create the death masks of Judge Hilliard, Colonel William Lowry, Major Livingston Mims, L.P. Grant, Richard Peters, Dr. Westmoreland, and Reverend Dr. Armstrong. 
1894, he announced that the production of his major M.C. Kaiser's death mask would be his last as he was moving to Newark, New Jersey. He lived in New Jersey, his birth state, for the next 22 years. He married Miss Margaret Dury of Chatham Township and continued to produce small medallions and busts. Orion Frazee died in 1916. In 1937, the bronze bust of Henry Grady, one of only three existing at this point, was formally presented to the Atlanta Historical Society. It was nine inches high, found by his son, and the people who owned the other two were his daughter and developer Thomas Glenn. In 2013, a collection of 17 death mask sculptures and plaques made by Frazee was auctioned in Maine. Included in the lot were the casts of Grady, Toombs, Grant, and Peters. And that lot sold for $1,437. So there you have it, the short story of Orion Frazee, Atlanta's maker of death masks. Thank you guys for being patrons of Archive Atlanta. Your monthly contribution keeps things going around here, and I am so thankful and grateful for your support. 